0: There's a forest, just outside the city limits of heart. The trees there, they stand tall and proud. Redwood sentinels guarding some long forgotten secret. It's said that when the night settles in and the moon casts her glow through those ancient branches, you can hear them, whispers in the wind, rustlings in the leaves. It's like the forest itself is speaking, warning folks, to stay away you're never alone in that forest even when you can hear your own breath echoing right back at you something else is with you something dark something hungry watching waiting them redwoods they might hide it well but it ain't the trees you gotta fear it's what dwells within them
1: Everyone and welcome to Heart, the State Within, presented by University indeed D. This is our new actual play podcast where we'll be playing the Cult Divinity Lost RPG. My name is Blake Croft. I'll be your game master and your keeper for the evening, and it is my absolute pleasure and honor to present two of my players today. Introduce yourselves.
2: Hey, yo! What's up, guys? And- it's Alex coming at you from the 407. How we doing today? I'll be our first. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I'm Alex. Uh, some of our returning guests may know me, and I'm very excited to play in Heart, The State Within, presented by University of Indy.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Lily. I'm the new player in this campaign. I will also be doing all of the art that you see uh, on our Instagram and in our Discord, uh, but I'm super excited to play.
1: Welcome, Lily, to the channel. Thank you so much for tuning in to this first session. Um, We are going to be, like I said before, playing the Cult Divinity Lost RPG. This is a Powered by the Apocalypse system. If you're coming over from our YouTube channel, obviously our previous campaign was D&D. Don't worry if that's you and you're like, this isn't D&D. It's all right. We will help you through this. We will explain the mechanics as they come up throughout the game, but the the core gameplay is the players will be performing moves where they will roll dice and add a certain bonus that their characters have, and then we're just going to progress the story along from there based on what level of success they rolled. If you're familiar with games like Monster of the Week or Apocalypse World, you'll feel right at home in this system. And if you're not familiar with those games, just jump in and explore the system with us. It's going to be great. So I'm not going to do a huge... Like, lore dump right now, because when I listen to other podcasts, I zone out as soon as there's a huge 10-minute lore dump. So, we are going to learn about this world primarily through just seeing what it's all about in the story and in the game. But I'll, I'll give the basic premise right now. Heart is a city that is completely isolated. In fact, to the best of our knowledge, there is nothing outside of heart. Our whole world is just these 15 miles across, a densely populated metropolis, and the landscape that surrounds it. At the edge of the city lies our container, the thing that prevents us from leaving, the thing that has kept us in this city for centuries, the mists. Not much is known about the mists, not for a lack of trying though, but we do know that nobody who has tried to pass through the mists has ever returned to heart. So that's our setup for the game, a world that contains only one city, the city of heart And so we begin our story. The countryside outside of the main city limits of Heart is home to many villages, local settlements, and farms. Roughly 10% of the population lives out here outside the major urban districts, connected to the city proper only by a single train. It's mainly used for Transporting cargo back and forth between the city and the outer settlements. But the train does have a few passenger cars running without a conductor throughout the day. And it is on that last running train that we pick up now. The sun is setting over the mists to the west. And the train is on its way into the city. This passenger car is ornately decorated but sparsely populated. There is gold plating that covers the various lamps in the car. The seats are a sort of nice white leather with ridges throughout the backs of them. There are four tables in this car, each with two chairs that face each other. And sitting at one of these tables is a figure that will be described now. Alex, you will describe your character for us.
2: Yeah, sitting there uh, on this train is a man wearing uh, kind of stale, uh, but still fine clothing. Uh, it looks like it, it, it's seen some wear and tear. Uh, he's got kind of shaggy, uh, kind of unkempt hair. Uh, it's black. Um, he's got kind of a nondescript case on the seat next to him. Uh, it's pretty long probably probably like three or four feet long uh he's he's kind of he's nice looking he's he's objectively handsome but he's he's pretty forgettable <laughs> you know like you wouldn't you wouldn't look at him and say wow that guy's ugly or wow that guy's really handsome it's just like you know he, he's fine looking um he he's got a permanent scowl and is just kind of looking out the window. It doesn't... He's not really doing anything in particular. He's he's kind of keeping a low
1: profile. And across from him at a different table on the other window of the car, we see another figure,
0: Lily.
3: Uh, yeah. So my character, she is uh, objectively fairly young. Uh, think about around college age. She has... Uh, bright red hair. On top of her head are welder's goggles and kind of crawling around the seat and around her lap is a small cat.
1: Beautiful. You both are minding your own business in, in this passenger car. At this time of night, or at this time just around dusk, there is... Not really anyone going into the city, or not many people. Most of the cars in front of you are all cargo, carrying what many of the farmers and villages have collected, trading them with the people in the Elysian district, which is the first district when you reach the city. The only other person in this car with you is a young man. You see, as he sits on a a, a table further up in the car. He has short black hair that sort of trails down his forehead and he has freckles all over his face. And you see, as he sits there, he's sort of antsy and fidgeting with something in his pocket. Alex, you are looking out the window. You notice that you have passed by many of the villages now passing through mostly farmlands fields of wheat a pretty rural landscape just outside the city but just a little too far to be comfortable by carriage you see now that you are passing near a butte but is that how do you say that word i think it's butte. a butte a butte okay we'll say butte i'm not sure <laughs> but a a sort of a sheer but small cliffside that, that that comes up from the grass a little a little hill that has one sheer face that you see the tracks begin to wrap around this and you see a decent bit further in the tracks in the window a large dense forest. And as you were looking out the window you feel, something climb onto your lap as you look down and see this cat from across the aisle crawling onto your lap. Uh, oh. Uh, oh my
3: god, I'm so sorry. And I, I rush over and I pick the cat up.
2: <laughs> At least it doesn't bite.
3: No. No, uh, str- str- Strudel doesn't bite. <laughs> <laughs> strudel. Uh, nice name. Thanks. Um, my parents are bakers, so it kind of comes with the territory. I'm Dorothy, by the way, uh, but my friends call me Dot. Uh,
2: Dorothy, yes. My name is uh, Atticus. It's nice to
3: meet a you, It's pleasure to make your
2: acquaintance. Uh, <clears throat> adventurous cat. I'm sure it gets you into a lot of trouble, huh?
3: Oh, yeah, but I'd say more often than not, I get strudel into a lot more trouble.
2: I, uh, I'm i not sure I want to know what that means, but... You know.
3: Well, if you hang around with me long enough, maybe you will.
2: Well, this train ride isn't going to be too much longer, so maybe I yeah, will turn no. out fine after all.
1: Atticus, as you pick up the cat and, and hand it back to her, you your hand sort of comes out of your sleeve just a little bit, just for a second, and... Dorothy, you see a, a flash of something that looks like you might have missed it, but it looks like a full hand with no fingers missing. And so we will we'll, we'll take a little pause here to do a slight lore drop, which is that in Heart, pretty much everyone in the city, at the age of eighteen, it has a finger removed from their non-dominant hand, Uh, finger of their choice. But that is pretty much universal. The only exception to that rule is if you are a child of one of the elite families, they call them those that know, these rich, well, these wealthy families that are sort of in charge behind the scenes in heart. If you are one of the children there, they will not remove a finger. This sort of keeps them established as higher up in the in the totem pole. So you see, as he hands the cat back, Dot, you see Atticus has all of his fingers.
3: I think I shift the cat over to my other, my non-dominant hand, my left hand, and I attempt to grab at his wrist to try to get a better look.
2: I just kind of, you know, try and jerk my arm away a little bit, but I'm not, really ready for it i feel like i'm a little tired and yeah i think my hand could just come out of my sleeve
1: and you see that in fact all five fingers are there intact
2: uh so whose d- son d- are you then my family is the seamsters i need all my fingers
3: it's usually not a good enough excuse And she wiggles her own fingers, and you see that the middle finger on her left hand is entirely made of metal, as if her middle finger was cut off when she was 16, and then she made her own prosthetic.
2: Guess I'm not as handy with metalworking.
3: I don't believe you.
2: I'm going to be honest. I don't really care. I don't know you.
3: I'm just a stranger on a train but I have a feeling you're someone important.
2: Well, uh, if you consider the clothes on your back important, then I guess you could consider me important, yes.
1: You see, as this conversation is sort of abruptly interrupted as the young man from further up in the car comes waving his hands, all antsy, over to you, and and he peers across your lap, Atticus, and he goes, sorry, Uh, excuse me, excuse me, can, can you see? How close are we to the forest? Can you see it from here? My, my, my window's not so good. Can you see it?
0: Is it out there?
2: Uh, We're coming up on it soon, yes. All right. Right, 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 right. right. Um. Okay, okay. Right, right, right. right. Thank you. I kind of clutch the case next to me a little bit. It's really the only belonging I have with me. I don't really have gotcha. like a bag or anything, but I kind of yeah.
1: grasp that. You see as, as, he's, as he's fiddling with... Something still in his pocket, one hand sort of slipping in and out as he moves back over to the seat he was in and leaves you both to be.
2: Can I have my hand back?
3: Oh, yeah, sorry.
2: Thank you. Anyway, uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, nice to meet you, Cat Strudel, it's been a fine day. Uh-
3: Likewise. I go back and sit where I was sitting before.
0: Okay.
1: The two of you sit, again, in silence, looking out the window. Atticus, you see as the forest approaches. And you see, as you're rounding this this butte, you think you catch something just above this little face of the cliff, some, some sort of figure or something metal shining. As you look closer, it might have been a weird reflection as the, the sun sets in the west. You don't see it anymore. But you do see this young man stand up again and come over to you. Is there is, it, is there, there a bathroom on this train? Is that they do want do
2: that here or? It's um, kind of you kind of see like a little bit of a like a head tilt on Atticus, kind of a twitch almost. It's uh, two cars up up front.
0: Right. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, how old are y'all?
1: Why? Oh, no reason. No reason at all. Thanks. Thank, thank you, sir. And he starts to stride back up the aisle, headed toward the door at the end of the car.
2: Blake, I, I don't know if I made that clear. I was definitely lying to him where the, where the bathroom Okay, was. I was making it up.
1: Okay, <laughs> sure. I have no Great. idea where the using bathroom is Using
3: his liar attribute. Oh,
1: using your liar advantage. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, you see him open the door and you see as he's moving between cars, you hear all of a sudden this sort of gust of wind and you feel the car shaking on the tracks. And you see as he passes through the door, he pulls whatever was in his pocket out of it. And then you hear something strange. You hear something like like a yelp seemingly coming from the, the same young man. And then there's an explosion in the car ahead of you. You hear metal grinding, screeching to a halt. You feel the car rattling at an immense rate. You feel as though you are in the middle of an earthquake as the car is thrown off of the tracks. You both go flying up into the air. We can make our first move here. I need you both to try to avoid harm for me.
2: Oh boy. Oh wait, I'm good at this. Okay, I rolled a seven. A seven? Wait, okay.
3: what's avoided harm? It's plus what?
1: Reflexes. Plus reflexes. So for anyone who is familiar with the cult system, we will be using 2d6 instead of 2d10, um, just so it's more compatible with other powered by the apocalypse systems. So uh, apologies, but the, the conversion rates will, will will make it clear. It's not, not too bad. So Lily, what is that?
3: I got a nine.
1: A nine, and... Alex, you got a seven. So those are both partial successes. So avoiding harm, you avoid the worst of it. But I will decide if you end up in a bad spot, lose something, or partially sustain harm. I will say it's pretty hard to not sustain harm here as you are thrown out of your seats. And both of you grab onto something. Dot, I'll let you choose here whether you want to try to keep yourself safe as You grab onto the table, or if you'd like to try to keep Strudel safe.
3: Strudel, 100%.
1: Okay, awesome. You sort of wrap her in your arms, but you're left with nothing to use to grab something. And so you are thrown, and you hit the ceiling as the car comes screeching off of the tracks. You hear the cars ahead of you have a similar fate. You are thrown, and I need you both to endure injury. Okay. Atticus, you you are taking one harm, and dot, you are taking two. So that's a plus fortitude roll, minus arm. So what this is, while they're rolling, this is to, this is the, the injury roll uh, of, of our game. So instead of hit points like D&D or, or other RPGs of that sort, we're going to take wounds here. And so they will roll to endure those wounds. And you can take a serious wound, you can take four serious wounds, one critical wound. Uh, and more than that is means Serious trouble. Dot.
3: I got a three. You got a three.
1: That is very bad. I got a seven,
2: another partial success.
1: Partial success. So Atticus, I think as this train flies off the tracks, you grab onto the table and you sort of avoid the worst of it, but you flip over and crash into the window hurting your back so you can take a a serious wound of oh boy injured, strong injured spine oh boy dot i'm on more the other worried hand, about
3: myself alex
1: <laughs> dot on the other hand
3: dies first session
1: y- you die you unfortunately die so one of the options is you die here <laughs> no <laughs> dot as you cover up strudel you go flying into the ceiling and as it hits the back of your head, you will suffer a serious wound. You suffer a concussion. You don't receive a critical wound, though. You are knocked out instead. So you go unconscious. Atticus, you see this whole thing happen before you. You see the glass shatter underneath you. Part of the ceiling is sort of ripped off by the pressure against the rocks as it is thrown off the track that is already coming to a curve around this butte. And quicker than it began, this wreckage is over. Okay. Atticus, you sort of come to and and are looking around this damaged car. Dot is unconscious on the ground, curled up around Strudel. There is no one else in here.
2: Um, I think I'll take an action here. Okay. I think I will observe a situation here. I'm going to roll. Okay. okay. Yeah, so
1: this will be this will be a move. So again, we're rolling 2d6 here. There are three levels of success, failure, partial success, and a full success.
2: Uh, that's
1: an eight. Eight. So you can ask one question. Your questions are, what is my best way through this? What currently poses the biggest threat? What can I use to my advantage? What should I be on the lookout for? What is being hidden from me? And what seems strange about this?
2: I think what currently poses the biggest
1: threat. Okay. Atticus, you, w- w- we'll say this. You. The car is now on its side. You see the window on the top has sort of shattered from the pressure, or at least like one half of, of, of the window. You look around and see that there's nothing in here that immediately poses a threat. So you climb out of the car or or poke your head out and see, see what the damage is. You see that the car in question that was blown up initially was one of the cargo cars. You see that it has derailed from the rest of the train and taken you with it but that car has sustained significantly more damage. In fact, there is a hole that has been blown open from one end of the car ahead of you. And you see inside that car, there are crates and barrels and things, but nothing seems to be a threat right there. You see up on the the butte, on the top, you are now at the base. This is where the tracks have rounded the curve around the butte. You see at the top, there are what appear to be people laying down in the grass. Are they alive? You can't you can't fully see them. <clears throat> but if anything posed a threat to you right now, it might be that.
2: Okay. And that the cargo car, is that where mm-hmm. the kind of anti guy went into?
1: Yes. Okay. Correct.
2: Okay, I think I'm gonna duck my head back into the car and I'm gonna go check on Dorothy. Okay. Um I'm gonna go ahead and open up my case i i sense something fishy going on here um and i will open up the the case and pull out my
1: dueling sword okay yeah you pull out this sort of pristine almost ritualistic blade
2: and i was going to try and like kind of look at any immediate injuries that dorothy might have
1: um, yeah sure 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 you you look it, it seems that whatever it was 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 probably just her you see there is She's bleeding from the back of her head. So her head hit the top of the ceiling. She's breathing. It doesn't appear to be lethal, but she does appear to be knocked out. And she's slowly, her eyes sort of rolled back in her head, coming to consciousness.
2: Dorothy? Dorothy, hello? He Are you her there? her sort
1: of blink open.
3: Atticus, what the, what the hell happened?
2: I'm not really sure. Um, the, the train derailed, there was some sort of explosion, and now there are people on the hill above us. I uh, I don't like this situation. Let's get you to safety. Just let's try and get out of here. Yes?
1: You hear, both of you here, as Atticus, as you're helping her to her feet, you see a lot of the lamps and things have shattered around you. You're helping to her feet, and you hear from outside the car shouting. You hear, M- 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 Mikey, Mikey, Joe, 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 come on, come on. Come here, I need help, I need. Uh, this sounds like the, the voice of the young man that was in the car with you.
3: Blake, is my bow still strapped to my back?
1: You see that it is it is in the wreckage somewhere, but you, you get it strapped back on.
2: I, uh, I hope you're handy with that thing. I don't feel good about this.
3: I don't either, but uh, I'll do my best.
2: Let's just no. stick together for now and see what happens.
3: Yeah, I pull my board and I knock an arrow in it from the sheep by my hip.
1: You both climb out of the car and onto the tracks and you see a figure pulling himself out of this half-blown half, half blown apart car. You see that this is this is the young man that was in the car with you. It appears that at least somewhat, you can't really see his full form, but it seems that at least some of his legs were were blown off in this explosion. He sees he's pulling himself, and he has a revolver in his hand, and he's using one arm to drag himself across the ground, and the other one, he points at you, Atticus, and he goes, hey, 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 stay stand, stand, stand your ground, stand your ground. Don't come any closer, don't come any closer. Hey,
2: it's... It's all right, you know me. I Oh god. We were in the same
1: car. No no uh, Mikey Mikey Joe They're waiting just up there. Just up there. Jo- Tom Thomas Thomas And he and he's looking up at the butte. Don't don't don't, don't, don't you do don't you come any closer. They're, they'll 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 hurt you. They'll hurt you if you if you do anything to me.
2: We're not going to do anything to you.
3: Who are they?
1: Were you the cause of this? And you see, it, it seems that the source of the explosion was exactly where he had gone into this car. And you see the part of his legs that are blown off are, you see his right leg where he was fidgeting with his pocket has been, is mostly completely gone.
2: Imagine he's losing a lot of blood. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, I'm going to take advantage here of one of my advantages. Uh, okay. And I'd like to just slowly take a step forward, just kind of with a reassuring look on my face, because I am a daredevil, and I would like to roll um, for my daredevil thing for okay. this scenario. I, so, I would how advantage- imagine this is entering a dangerous situation? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Sure. Could um,
3: I um, roll to help by? Uh, no! Actually, I don't think that would help.
1: Okay, so we'll do we'll do daredevil here. So, how advantages work? Is everyone has access to a certain number of standard player moves like act under pressure and observe a situation, investigate things like that, avoid harm and or injury. Those are those are moves that everyone has access to, and then each of our characters has a couple advantages that are specific to them that allow them to do things that that others might not be able to. So Atticus's one of his is Daredevil. So Alex, go ahead and roll that for me.
2: Okay. Uh, let's see here. Plus perception, but I have a serious injury, so that's going to be a minus one. So yep, a total of one. plus zero. Oh, uh, wait, no, six is good, right?
1: Six is not good. That is the oh, okay. that is the first.
2: Let's go. Thank you. It's the highest one. you can
1: get in the failure tier. Okay. So, so, so it says choose one edge from your daredevil list, which is just a move that can be spent at any time during the scene. But you are in over your head, and so the GM makes a move. Okay. And that's me.
2: Um, I think the edge that I will take here is gonna be harm your opponent before they can react.
1: Okay. Harm your opponent before they can react. And and you are trying to harm this young man. If
2: if I decide to take the edge in this instance, yes.
1: Oh, okay. I see. I see. But I, right. I believe can, I had to pick it before You're I, right. You have hold you've hold the edge and then you can spend it at any point during the scene. So I get to make a move for you. Awesome. I think I think what happens is you see as you start to step closer and adjudicate the situation, I think something in your movement alerts him that you are approaching this as a very hostile situation, and I think he escalates the situation and I think he goes to fire at at least at your foot. So Oh,
2: okay. Uh can I take my edge? You can that? take your edge. You can take your edge. Okay, I will, I will make a launching attack.
1: Okay, so roll to or, yes. Engage in combat.
2: Okay, yeah. So I can roll coolness instead because I am a master of the blade. Okay. Me myself, and I can kind of like make a ra- like sort of range attack. I can lunge at him with this.
1: Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and lunge at him.
2: Okay, so it's going to be coolness. So plus two, but minus one because of my lovely back injury, which I'm sure is helping in combat. Um, okay. That's pretty good. That's a 10.
1: That's a 10. So that is the highest level. So you inflict damage to your opponent and avoid counterattack. So how much harm does your sword do?
2: It does two harm.
1: Okay. And that is he's he was already bleeding out here on the ground. So as he pulls his pistol up and points it at you, Atticus, you sort of lunge forward and where, where are you? stabbing him
2: I think it's uh, where I've been trained is the most humane way to end a duel um, probably you know back of the neck kind of thing uh, yeah
1: so I, I think I think as he's sort of out of it and, and flinging this revolver around you step behind and then sword to the back of the neck and he here's he kind of just Tommy and then slumps over
2: shit
3: why did you do that?
2: He pulled a gun on me. What did, What else do you expect?
3: We needed to hear what he had to say.
2: We wouldn't be hearing shit if I had a bullet in my forehead.
3: He was too fucking scared to use that thing.
2: Yeah, well, I wasn't about to find out. I'll take the revolver out of his hand.
1: You see that there are
2: six bullets in there. It has not been fired. <sighs> shit. Take this, just in case you need it.
3: I have a bunch of belts on, and so I slide it in between my pants and okay. one of my belts.
2: Let us uh, not make ourselves known to his friends, maybe. I think it's time we get out of here.
3: Sounds good.
1: Shit, shit, shit. You see now that you've stepped onto the tracks, as you look forward, you know that there were close to ten cars ahead of this cargo car and one of them has been taken down in the wreckage. And since there is no conductor in this train, as an automatic train, the rest have continued on to their destination, leaving you stranded.
2: Oh, it only blew off part of the train. It
1: sort of blew off one of the chains connecting these cars. Um, and you see that yours is the only passenger car that was affected. Okay. There are other passenger cars, but they were further up in the train. Let's see.
3: How are we in the wreckage of the second of the cargo car?
1: Yes. So yeah, it lies just off of the tracks and you see the front part of this cargo car has been completely torn open.
3: Can I roll to investigate? Yeah, please do. I'm using different dice than the dice they gave me a five. Okay. Sorry, a three, but then a five. Nine.
1: Nine. Okay, so I believe that's One question, and the information comes at a cost. So you can ask these questions. They provide, how can I find out more about what I'm investigating? What is my gut feeling about what I'm investigating? Is there anything weird about what I'm investigating? You can ask another question if you feel one fits. Like for investigate, you might ask, what feels out of place? Or or something like that.
3: Yeah, I think that sounds good. What feels out of place? Does anything look special?
1: Sure. Is you walk around to the cargo car, what feels out of place is there are these barrels inside that are sort of untouched by the explosion and with this this, this hard-cased silver and a bunch of these towards the back of the car that are identical. In the front of the car, there's more like crates and things. A lot of those have blown apart, but you see those remain untouched and they look particularly well-protected.
3: I think he might have been trying to get those.
2: So these are oil drums, or they just look like oil drums?
1: They look like there's something in these drums.
2: You think? Do you think this is some kind of uh, heist? Heist or something? Um,
3: Probably. People steal things all the time. You wouldn't right, know that, but... would you, rich boy?
2: <laughs> is this really the time to be joking?
3: If you can't laugh in the face of fear... What can you laugh at? And I go over and I pull my welder's goggles down. Okay. I pull on gloves and I, um, I'm i just kind of running my hands around it trying to see where slash if there's an
1: opening. You see that there's no immediate opening as, as whatever it is is like very sealed but you do see one of them as you go over into the car that is now on its side. One of them has hit the wall particularly hard, and part of it is now leaking. And you see what's leaking out of it? it appears to be like this translucent light blue liquid not water it's like it's like a like an actual blue It's like it's almost like water It's
3: very hydrating it's,
1: <laughs> and it's like it it almost it almost sparkles just a just a bit
3: and I'm gonna guess at least I haven't seen anything like this before.
1: Mm, no, not not particularly, but it appears to be you know for all intents and purposes something something valuable, something that was being transported not not particularly a, a common liquid, that's for sure. Uh, should we perhaps separate ourselves from
2: you know what the thieves are trying to steal?
3: I mean, and go where we're kind of in the middle of nowhere.
1: Anywhere but here. Behind you, there is pretty much nothing for miles. You remember the last village you passed was quite a ways back. And in front of you is the dense forest. The tracks do run through the forest. And they will get you to where you're going, eventually.
2: Let's just stick to the tracks and... Stay on our guard, okay?
3: You really think we're going to survive in there with nothing?
2: Listen, you are presenting a lot of um, no's and not a lot of, you know, potential answers here. Why don't you respond with, I don't know, a solution?
3: Why don't we go up and see where those guys were?
2: The guys with guns trying to steal the sparkly liquid. I'd rather not.
3: Yeah, but they'd have to have a way to get out of here.
2: What do you suggest we do, kill them too? They were clearly working with this
1: guy. Dot, I think as you are speaking to Atticus and maybe tilting your head out of the car just a bit, those people up on the butte have not moved an inch.
3: Do you think they're dead?
2: I, I don't know, but... I think you might be right. I think they might be the only way out of here. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. Let's just do something.
3: Okay. Thank you for admitting my idea was better. And right. I start walking up the hill.
1: Okay. Yeah, you sort of curl around t- towards the forest where they butte down. Oh, slopes by the way, down. strudel is
3: just, like, on my shoulders.
1: Can't yeah, wrapped around Using like me as a jungle gym. Yeah, exactly. You start to head up the hill. As you do, you see something. So you have gone further into the tracks as the hill slopes down right next to the edge of the forest, the edge of this tree line. You see something halfway down the hill that was previously hidden to you. It is a person laying belly up in the short grass. And as you approach, you see... It appears they have been mauled by some sort of large animal. As you get closer, this is this is a this is a masculine figure wearing raggedy like vest. You see that his chest is almost entirely torn open with these large claw marks that look to be from an animal, maybe slightly larger than a bear. And you okay. see. A large bite taken out near his neck. This body has been dragged from further up the hill, staining parts of the grass.
2: Well, I think I know what happened to Thomas.
3: Looks like the guys with guns aren't the only thing we have to worry about.
2: Listen, just normal people don't just go around carrying guns.
3: I think you know way less about normal people than you think you do.
2: Yeah. Again. I don't really know what you're talking about or what you're insinuating, but I don't think that that really matters right now to you. Do you really want to talk about the ins and outs of the seamster business? No. Good. Then let's figure out what bear or whatever the hell killed this thing, and let's avoid it, shall we? I imagine the same fate was brought upon those people up there.
3: Uh, Can I investigate the claw marks and see if I know what it's from? Please do. That is an eight.
1: An eight, so partial success. So yeah, you can ask one question. It will come at a cost.
3: Do I know what these claw marks are from? What animal? Mm. Or do I know the size of the animal? Well, I guess we know that it's big.
1: So you can tell, again, this will be bigger than a bear. I will say the cost for asking a question like this is Yes, I'll tell you what. So you can can look at this and sort of get your gut feeling on these claw marks. But that is going to take the last part of the daylight that you have. The sort of oh, last good. few minutes of light. And after that You will probably not have enough light to investigate here.
3: I think I'm just going to stand up, brush off my pants, and say, well, might as well find out if this thing killed the rest of those guys up there. While we still have some daylight left.
1: I will say, though, notably, the the body was being dragged in the direction of the forest. Like, down the hill. Towards the forest.
3: So we're likely not going to run into it at the... Where the other guys are,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the other guys are. So you walk up there to the the other men. There are two bodies positioned at the edge of the hill, looking over the tracks. You see that one of them has a rifle that is laying next to him. The rifle has been snapped in half, not not completely in half. The main part of the barrel has like come unhinged, and they are both laying on their stomachs, you see likely a similar fate as you see bloodstains around them in the grass.
2: Great. Blown up trains and bears and I knew I should have never gotten on that damn train.
3: Yeah, well, nothing we can do about that right now.
2: I'm gonna pick up the broken rifle okay, and just kind of unload any ammunition that he might have with it.
1: Okay, yeah. He has... A couple of the bullets are sort of jammed in there. What kind of rifle a of like
2: is it? I mean, I it's guess like, it might be a like, little specific, like, but, you know. it's like
1: a bolt. It's like a bolt action. Okay,
2: like a hunting rifle. rifle kind of thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay.
2: And was the other guy armed?
1: The other guy, y- yeah. You go over to him and look. You see that he has a pair of binoculars that are also broken now, that are sitting next to him. And he has a small sidearm that never came out of his holster.
2: I'll just go ahead and take that as well, I
1: suppose.
3: Do either of them have, like, bags?
1: Yeah, yeah, they both have satchels. One of them, the one with the binoculars is laying out in the grass. The other one still has it strapped around him.
3: Can I go through both of them?
1: Sure, yeah. You go through the bags. You want to loot? You
2: want to loot the dead guys? What's wrong with you? (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: this isn't d You can't loot the
3: bodies So Why? You can loot the bodies in real life <laughs> You can loot the bodies in
1: real life actually I do it all the time You see the one on the right uh, has Alex a
3: you can't say that
1: Wallet with uh, Identification papers that say Michael Hargrove on it And the other has Identification papers that say Joseph Hargrove Other than that most of the materials are pretty, pretty sparse. There's not too much in the way of extraordinary things in the bags. The the thing you can tell from looking through the bags is that they were likely not well off.
3: Do either of them look at all like Atticus?
1: Like Atticus? No.
3: Not even like vaguely similar? Like in the way that like, if he (sighs) needed to, I could like give him one of their papers.
1: Oh, uh, the identification papers don't have like a picture or anything that's... Usually, the the elite have photography on their identification papers, but if you're not one of those that know, or part of those families, yours is just going to be your name and some details about your birth on paper.
2: Uh, Um, Thank you, but I have my papers. All's in order. I'm no criminal or anything.
3: Yeah, but I'm going to have to admit that it's a little odd, you know, well-off, young man like yourself running around on a train like this, and so I have a feeling you might be running from something or someone, so might be best to just keep him in your back pocket, just in case.
2: I'm not afraid of my identification, but thank you. All right. I've told you my name, haven't I?
3: But you haven't told me your last name.
2: Have you told me yours?
3: Fair enough. I mean,
2: I could ask some questions about you as well. A baker with a bow. Do you hunt for your wheat? Is that to expect me to believe?
3: What do you think? We only eat bread. We eat other things, like rabbits.
2: Yeah, that's kind of um, yes, uh, oversight. Um, okay, stupid question. <laughs> Let's just. I don't. Anyway.
1: You see as the sun has set in the west. A small light catches your eye now in the forest. The only light coming from this, really anywhere in sight. It looks to be lamp light, maybe a torch, coming from somewhere fairly fairly deep in the dense tree line, but... Definitely walkable. Something close to the tracks. As the sun sets, it gets cold. Really cold. Shit.
2: We're not going to last the night out here. Yeah. Do you see that light down the tracks? Yeah. What does that look like to you? A lamp? A torch? Could it be someone coming to help?
3: I don't know. Could just be, I don't know, the city from far off?
2: (sighs) Probably not. Shit, we've been doing all sorts of stupid stuff today. Why don't we just go check it out?
3: Sounds good. Lead the way.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh, man. All right. I'll walk over down the tracks towards this mysterious light that is definitely not suspicious at all.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's nice. This not, very it's not normal
3: anything. light. It's very normal light. We're going to go. It's just a big firefly. <laughs> and it talks. <gasps> and it has a question mark over its head. <laughs> it has a question
1: mark. <laughs> and you go you go interact with it for your next quest. You both start walking down the tracks toward the edge of the tree line. As you get closer, it stinks of like wet mulch, mulch, soggy earth, and pine. As you step into the trees, these are tall, towering redwood trees, almost to the edge of your vision. The trunks alone coming up to four times your height, at least. You see, as you as you as you step through the woods, the trunks are are spread out enough to allow for a pretty simple passage. A little bit of the underbrush is too thick to go through, but as you step through the tracks, you find it's not too difficult, but as you look above you, the canopies from the trees have cut off any light from the moon. You walk towards that light. You see it's a bit further in than you had initially thought, a little bit off the ways of the track. You head towards it, you step off of the track and further into the forest. Who's in front? Uh I'm in front.
3: I think he's in front, but I I feel like I have my the closer we get to the light, my my bow is fully drawn.
1: Okay. Okay. Atticus you step past a tree and you hear a clicking sound to your left. And as you turn to face it, In an instant, you are looking down the barrel of a rifle trained at your temple. The rifle is lowered. And you see behind the rifle, a man, an older man with a weathered and beaten face and short, balding gray hair.
0: What are you doing out here this time of night?
2: I just kind of... I'll drop the sword just on the ground. Listen, we were just... We were part of a... Of, a uh, of an accident. The train derailed. Something weird is happening. We could certainly use some help.
0: Don't you know it's dangerous? Here in these woods? Yeah, we gathered.
3: It's not like we chose to be here. And I lowered my bow...
1: He lowers his rifle. He steps closer.
0: Can't you hear him? Screaming. The trees. Don't you hear him? Telling you to leave.
2: There's a lot of things screaming at me telling me to leave right now. I can't really hear the trees over that.
1: You hear behind him a howling sound. Oh, good. It cuts through the hooting of owls and the chirping of any sort of insects. You hear a howling sound that is that is halfway between a wolf and the scream of a human being, something guttural and terrible that pierces through the air oh, as gosh. he looks back, immediately afraid. Get into the cabin, go. I'll meet you in there. And he, he gestures to the light that you had seen further on. Okay. Thank you. As you guys sort of rush over there, you hear once again this howl, this terrible sound. And you are upon it, the cabin. You see that there is a large window with a candle. This is the light you had seen. The door is open to this cabin. It's small, but two stories, but not too wide or deep. Blake, would you consider this
2: Maybe a different scenario or a different yeah,
1: scene. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do a different scene here.
2: Um I don't know if I can roll Daredevil again. But <laughs> I don't think we uh sure. are in a safe situation.
1: Sure,
0: no, sure.
2: Um I still have a messed up back, but okay. Let's roll a little better here. That's pretty good. That's an eight. Um, I think I'm gonna have the edge keep your eyes open to discover a threat before it discovers me and uh, avoid an attack because <laughs> seeing those injuries, I don't know if I'll be fighting this thing.
1: Okay. So yeah, we'll 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 keep that in mind for the scene. Are you guys just going in the door? Yes. Okay. yeah, you hear the snapping of branches somewhere behind you and you hear this man cry out. Just like, where the hell are you, demon? And you walk into the cabin and close the door behind you.
3: Are is there any movable but heavy looking furniture?
1: <laughs> oh man, look <we're> this. <laughs> just... <laughs> screw this guy. Leave, screw just... this guy, leave him out here. There is, yeah, is there is me? a a dresser near the table. A a heavy dresser. It's it's not not like an armoire, but but a you know, table of of pretty susta- substantial weight.
3: Help me move this thing.
1: No, he... What if he needs to come in here?
3: Then we'll move it back.
2: That could be the difference between life and death. This not...
3: could be the difference between life and death for us.
2: You hear a shot fired in the woods. Just move it closer, but just give him a second. Fair and enough. I'll help her like move it right, right next to the hinge there. Okay. To be ready to, you know, push it right in front if we need to.
1: Okay. Another shot is fired. You hear this howl again. It doesn't seem to be in pain though. In fact, it seems to be, far as you can tell, some sort of hunting call. This thing seems to be on the chase. You hear him yell as he gets closer to the cabin. And then you hear banging on the door. I, Let uh, me in. I open it. Okay. Yeah, you, you move this thing immediately, and you open it as you see the man sort of burst through, like rifle first, and push open the door and slam it shut behind him.
0: <sighs> you safe? What the hell is that thing? That thing
1: puts his rifle up on the wall, takes the takes a couple bullets out of his pocket and starts reloading it while it's on the wall. That thing is the jackal. That
0: thing is the death of any wanderers in this forest.
2: I thought all the predators were killed. Killed? You know, to sustain our
1: own life. Oh.
3: That makes sense why you wanted to go into the woods.
1: You're a city boy. See, what happens in the city,
0: those rules don't apply here. Right. We should be fine.
2: For now. Let's move the dresser just in case.
0: Yeah, it's the first he
3: plan you. of yours that I've liked. Damn, what is Next your, what's your problem.
2: problem with me, Don? What the <laughs> hell? All I've done is defend you.
1: She's just quipping. Let her quip.
2: I'm She's quipping. quipping after I've just murdered a guy and also. <laughs>
1: Let her quip, letter Let letter quit. Did you really quip.
3: did you murder him or did he murder himself?
1: Yeah, true. He sort of he sort of was was close to death.
3: Yeah. You didn't plant that on him.
1: It was a mercy kill.
2: I mean, what can you know? I was doing him a yeah, favor. First
1: first session morally dubly, dubious kill. I don't what I like We're to not going to talk about that.
2: <laughs> we're, we're not bringing that up with the and other. And I love two, that okay? you were <laughs> like,
3: "Oops. Didn't mean to do oh, that." Oh, what's he?
2: I didn't say whoopsie. I meant to do that.
3: Wow. I think
1: he said Did you oopsie just want doopsie, want? right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, he, he helps you move the dresser, dresser. And he goes and gets from the the center room there with the table this long board. Uh, wooden board that that goes onto two hooks on the door that you know bisects the door. Honestly, is for
0: looks more than anything it'll be fine for the night come in have some some to eat
1: hot soup and he goes he goes further back into the cabin and into a kitchen area
2: i kind of just lock eyes with um with dorothy just kind of give her like a knowing look like you know, keep your guard up.
3: She nods back. I mean, I nod back.
1: <laughs> you are your character now. You I are. You are. You are, you are not. You're not Lily while you're in this game.
3: <laughs> God, I'm just so dropped in.
1: <laughs> so, you 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 follow him, and he, he gestures for you to sit. Down at this dubiously open window, or, or not open, but
0: <laughs> very easy to that. break through. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: that's that's swinging open. What the heck? No, you see this this large window that just looks out onto the rest of the forest, and you you hear this howl again, but this time it is much further away than you had heard it before. Did you um scare it away? He drops soup for both of you on the table that he has just heated up. It's got hunting patterns, learned them over the years you have to, to survive.
2: Years. You've been dealing with this thing for years. I mean, what is it, a wolf? I mean, you called it a jackal. It it can't be that uh, hard to kill, right? It's it's
3: a beast. How big is it?
0: Look, there are things... That are better left unspoken. This thing it it preys on fear. It preys on its name being spoken aloud. What happened to the train?
2: It blew up. How? I think someone brought something on it. Yes, a robbery, a heist of some kind. Why did you live? Just lucky, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, To too. be
3: fair, most of the train kept going without us. We just got cut off.
2: So maybe not so lucky,
0: after all.
3: Mid-tier of lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Eat too. You said it was some sort of robbery.
1: Lemme guess, didn't go as planned? I think that Jackal Demon. I don't know demon... what the
3: plan. Was. No, go ahead. i was going to say I don't know what the plan was, but uh I would certainly hope this wasn't it.
0: Yeah. Nothing much survives around these parts. Especially not at night. What are your names?
3: I'm Dorothy. Dorothy Wright.
2: <clears throat> uh Michael
0: Hargrove. Right, it's possible it'll come back in the night. You all look exhausted,
1: to be frank. And you see, you look down, and parts of your clothing are like tattered from the explosion. You see, Atticus, as you look down, you know you landed and just broken glass, and so you see, as like bits of glass are still protruding out of your clothes. Um. You know,
2: I hurt my back pretty bad on that train. I don't suppose you have any herbal remedies or anything.
0: You'll be fine. Sleep it off. Sure. I have two extra rooms upstairs. Big place. It
1: is a big, yeah. You see that... I mean, it's not a huge place, but it's, it's tall. You see that there is a whole second floor. Further back... So it goes entranceway into the kitchen and then to the right of that is a sort of main room and then further back there is a door to a bedroom and stairs down to a basement
3: question about the demon can it can it climb i mean given the structure of your house it seems pretty advantageous if it wasn't able to
0: if you're scared enough it can do whatever you think it can
2: Can I try and read him? I would like to read a person because why does he have this big old cabin all to
1: himself? Go ahead and read a person. All
2: right. I got a minus one to this. Let's go. Injured back affecting my ability to read someone.
1: Yeah, you go. oh, man. I can't (laughs) tell what he's thinking. My back hurts so bad.
2: Okay, it's still a seven, though. Seven.
1: Yeah. So you may ask one question. Are you lying? How do you feel right now? What are you about to do? What do you wish I would do? How could I get you to blank.
2: So am I asking this like outside of the character? Yeah, so
1: this, this is you asking just okay. me this question. And I think maybe another question that, that is maybe more in line with what you're thinking is is what remains unsaid about specific, a specific topic. So if you're thinking...
2: Yeah, it's more like, not really is he lying, but is he hiding the truth kind of thing? Because he hasn't expressed a okay. lie. I, yeah, I would so. like to ask that. Is he hiding the truth not really about the demon cuz i believe him on the wolf more of sure him and how he is here i don't know if i completely trust him
1: yeah yeah i think i think you know you're not a mind reader but i think you can tell that there is definitely something that remains unsaid about this cabin and about why he's here and yeah exactly like you said there's something that is unsaid there did he say his name no
2: uh, I would just like to thank you for offering us uh, your protection. Uh, wh- what's your name? Silas. Silas. It's a, it's a good name, Silas. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. I know someone named Silas. In this big cabin, you have two extra rooms, so you live here by yourself?
1: Yes, I do. And he picks up the stew. And he brings it back into the kitchen.
2: I'd like to make a note that I did not eat any of the stew.
1: Okay. He picks it up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he.
3: Wait. uh yeah. Can I investigate just by sitting wherever we're sitting and see if there are any hints of things that look like they... Belonged to someone else or belonged to someone else. Go ahead and
1: go ahead and go ahead and I think this would be observe a situation if you're just sort of sitting and looking.
3: I can also do that.
1: For other things. So this would be plus perception. Minus one.
3: That's a 10.
1: 10. Even with the minus one. Yep. Okay. So so how observe a situation works. And I, I didn't do this last time when when Atticus did. But if you act on these answers, you get a plus one to any roles associated with that, which is nice. Dude,
2: that would have completely changed everything. Dude, that would have changed everything.
1: Dude, your back wouldn't be hurt and you'd know if he was lying. Okay. <laughs> so you can ask two questions. Uh, what is my best way through this? What currently poses the biggest threat? What can I use to my advantage? What should be on the lookout for? What's being hidden from me? What seems strange about this? I think, yeah, is there anything out of place? Is there, I think I think what you're asking sort of falls under the parameters of one of those questions. So, and then what? what would a second question be? What are you looking for?
3: How secure does this cabin look? Like was okay. it built like fortified? Sure. Or does it is it just okay.
1: okay. So, as far as the first question goes about things belonging to other people. You see that the the place is pretty sparsely decorated, but there are small they look they look to be toys or games on one of the shelves that don't seem to have been used recently
2: this dude's family was killed by the jackal bro this is awful
3: yeah that's what i was trying to figure out
1: and then as far as the second question was you said oh oh about the house the the house does not appear to be particularly sturdy there appears to have been some add-ons but like you know things that have been added like this board or you see that over the windows, there are these shutters that close that do not look to be built with the house.
3: So but be- you do
1: notice Sorry. that this house is not damaged at all. So there, there is, from what you can tell, no damage appears to have been done to this house, at least in the form of an attack or anything of that sort. So nothing appears to have been tried to claw its way in. You don't see claw marks anywhere.
3: Is- so he's not in the room?
1: He has just walked into the kitchen. You are in this center room. There is a table where you were eating now and then it goes further back into a what appears to be a bedroom and then there is an upstairs and a downstairs to a basement.
3: I lean over to Atticus and I go and I point out the games and I say, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy play games, don't you think?
2: No. I can only assume the worst.
3: Me too.
1: He brings you both a mug of water.
2: I just kinda of look at him a little awkwardly.
1: He looks he just dead silent staring at both of you. Leave your weapons downstairs.
2: Listen, uh, we're not going to hurt you. I would honestly feel safer if this thing weapons is weapons downstairs.
1: Hunt. Sure. Fine. So dot, uh- I think I think that's your bow and then any of the sidearms and things you found from the wreckage oh, yeah. and then Atticus your sword as well he gestures to I also I took do... another, another
2: pistol and I'll, I'll have it down
1: here okay. yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I do have a kitchen knife with me because my parents are bakers Get
2: wow it? big you're just a ready kitchen. to slice some bread at any given moment
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my advantages baker
1: and Dot are you leaving, or are you leaving behind your and kitchen knife and it's plus
3: cool um <laughs>
1: It's plus dope, actually. <laughs> are you leaving behind this uh, this knife of yours?
3: I'm gonna say probably.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you all put all of your all of your things that are fairly observable. He just gestures
0: to put them on the, the table. It'll be a long night. I recommend you get to your rooms now. Sure. You seem on edge. That's counterproductive.
1: If something were to happen, I'll come up and give you each a weapon. But only if. Okay. He leads you both, he gestures, upstairs to the two rooms.
2: Well, I guess we can try our best to get some sleep.
3: Seems like the best thing to do, I guess. All right. Well, sleep well, I guess. You too. You seem to don't like it when I bring levity to the situation.
2: (laughs) I prefer a more realistic outlook.
3: Hey, you were the one who wanted to go into the forest, so...
2: You are the one who wanted to go back to the city. So, in turn, bringing us to the forest.
3: What can I say? I'm a country bumpkin. And I go off into my room.
1: Okay. Yeah, as you guys are rounding these stairs, you see that he doesn't head immediately into his bedroom, but rather you see as he opens the door to the basement and then closes it behind him.
2: Oh, we're going in that thing. <laughs> oh, we're going down there. Oh, we're going in the
3: there. basement.
2: Whether or not we want to or not, I have a feeling we're going down there. I. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "That's my where job he cuts up the bodies seeds. of these victims." <laughs> I'm too old to be eating any meat. So <laughs> You're my next meal. <laughs> no.
1: My job is to plant seeds for you all to harvest. Okay, so if, if he you attempts basement, to he touch my cat,
3: else. I will.
1: Yeah, you see, you've you've suspiciously him. lost sight of your cat. No, I'm just kidding. No, so, <laughs> loud meow <laughs> come from the basement. <laughs> You each if go into your dies separate episode rooms. One. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm gonna keep strudel around till episode three, so. It's okay. <laughs> so, you <laughs> you each go into your separate rooms, and you see that this for each of you this this is true. It's not not particularly nice, but you do see signs that this these are young boys' rooms. The beds are are fairly small, and there are games and knickknacks. Uh, on the dresser. They're identical rooms.
3: And are they shaped like race cars? The beds? And the
1: beds are shaped. They actually have SpongeBob sheets on them.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. No. Uh,
1: so. Epic. Yeah. And you all are left, e- each of you in a separate room. You hear shuffling downstairs. Are you doing anything? Are you? You see, each of you has a window as well with shutters over it. I, I think gonna, I'll
3: go peek out my window.
2: Curious. Hmm, curious.
3: But just open the shutters as little as possible to be able to see through, like so that I can slam them shut.
1: Okay. You just barely peek open the shutters. It's so tough to see in the forest without any moonlight. Candles has been snuffed out downstairs. It's eerie just how dark it can get. You get the strange feeling that something stares back at you from inches away from the glass. But you think it's just your mind playing tricks on you. Because you can't see.
3: I close the shutters and I lock whatever bolt that they have on them. Okay. Then I, I go and lay on the bed on top of the covers. Um, okay. Because I think she feels a little bit like it would be something like sacrilegious to sleep in what is very obviously like this man's lost children's bed.
1: Okay.
3: So I sleep You in go peace. to sleep.
1: You sleep in peace. You shut your mind out from whatever is just outside that window. Atticus, are you going to sleep as well? Yes. You hear a little more shuffling downstairs as you doze off. You hear a door open, another one close. But you hear silence from out in the forest. Atticus, you are shaken awake very suddenly. You're not sure what time it is, but it's certainly not morning. You see no light peering in from the shutters. You see Silas is shaking you. Get up. Don't make a sound. Take this. And he, the sidearm that you had handed him earlier, he pushes into your hand. Dot, he rushes into your room, shakes you awake, and he hands you the revolver. Uh, actually, no, I, I don't think he hands you the revolver. Actually, he hands you uh, a rifle. So uh, similar to a, a hunting rifle that mm-hmm. he had to the one that
3: and, he and because I've, like, hunted with a bow before, is it reasonable that I've, like, shot... Something like this before?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a couple times. Maybe you're not an expert with it, but, but yes.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm like fairly small, and, I mean, personally, I've, I've shot a hunting rifle before, and it's, it's a heavy thing, and I don't think someone who is smaller
2: would. I'm also looking at this well. pistol like what, I, I've never handled anything like this before. Yeah, I this mean, I've like handled a... something like it before, but not
1: like sure. an actual precision firearm. You hear outside that howl again, far too close. In fact, you can swear it's right up against the house. And as you each rush out of your rooms to meet at the center of the stairs, you hear a large scratching coming from one end of the top floor, almost down to the bottom of the house. Just this eerie nails on wood peeling off whatever outer lay of the house there is. Silas puts a finger to his mouth. Don't make a sound. And he leads you downstairs, slowly.
2: My eyes are darting around for my sword.
1: You don't see it on the table. Yo, let's go. Thanks, Silas. The weapons have been removed from the table. They're no longer there. Fuck.
2: I'm I'm just going to try and... Silas, can you hear me when I whisper like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Silas, I need my sword.
3: Silas, can we have our weapons, please?
0: Look, a sword and a bow I ain't gonna do shit against this thing.
3: But something explosive will, right?
0: What the hell are you talking about?
3: You could say I, uh, I, I tinker occasionally. Something's and you hear another
1: loud scratching, this time rattling near the windows as it, like, takes off a chunk of part of the windowsill on the outside, just beneath, or just behind the shutters that are now closed in the in the main room you cannot see whatever lies past it
3: some of those arrows are special okay
0: dorothy was it yes dorothy if you'd like to your things are in the bedroom underneath the bed but i I don't think we have time for that atticus and
1: he he points you to the door and he's just he's kind of left you behind dot
3: i take off upstairs upstairs or where to wherever his bedroom Oh, oh yes,
1: in his bedroom, which is which is which is downstairs. Okay, Atticus, Ooh. he he points you towards the door, and he slowly creaks
0: open the front door. I'll go first. I'll go around the left side of the house. You go around the right. Got it. Shit! If you see it, yell loud as you can. Shoot it as many times as possible. Remember, Atticus, look at me. you can't
1: be afraid of this thing, and he walks out of the house and starts going to the left dot uh, you rush into his bedroom and you throw the door open and you see that his bed is perfectly made. you dart and look under it, and there is nothing underneath
3: um fuck um and i i can't just like quick oh, quick like scan around the room. Can't see anything that would be similar.
1: You yeah, you you look for something that's sitting on a table. You see a dresser and you open it and you see that there are untouched hanging clothes. But no, nothing of the the sort. Atticus going around the right side of the house. How scared is Atticus?
2: Let me, sounds like an act under pressure kind of thing. Let me
1: roll for it. Yeah, if you want to roll. With a, yeah. Yeah, I think, and your action here is to try to hunt. He is fearless. (laughs) Okay. Two sixes. Plus two. Two sixes plus two, 14. Very nice. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, I think I'll give you, so I, I think we'll just carry that over to the next True. act under pressure if you were trying to do something. But you are setting out around the house, suppressing your fear completely. And I think maybe this is even something they've they've trained you for in in your family. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, you know, almost like Navy SEAL training of like suppressing your emotions, suppressing anything you were feeling, staying completely cool.
2: Yeah, the clothing
1: business is... Uh it's a tough <laughs> yeah, one for as a, sure as a seamster it's it's, it's rough <laughs> you gotta get that, that needle it's such a fine point you can't be scared of it pricking you okay <laughs> <laughs> you hear this howl and you hear a banging against the house just where the bedroom is that dot has run into around the back of the house though so not where you are as you round the corner to the side of the house you see nothing there. You see large scratch marks across the wood. Each claw has to be very wide. I think total total like claw, there's three of them that sort of scratch down the side of the house. They have to be a f- couple feet a- apart from each other. Oh my gosh. You see, this is notably a different size thing than you had seen the people who were mauled. It was just a baby. Different sized wounds. But you hear the same cry, which now almost extends into a laugh of some sort, a cackle. And then you hear something snap a couple branches as if something is getting down on all fours, and then pounce. Dot, what are you doing?
3: I think I'm gonna use my inventor advantage Okay. Um, Which is basically whenever you're about to create or repair something, explain what you're about to do, the GM will tell you what you need to succeed. And once you've collected these materials, you may roll. And I would like to look around and see if there's anything I can use to basically make something similar to like a Molotov cocktail.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. You you run into the kitchen and And you see. So I can light it. Go ahead and roll for this. Sorry.
3: You were about to give me for free. I got, to I got too excited. Free. I got too excited. Come on, rule, rule of cool exists still, right? Rule <laughs> cool. That uh, plus reason, so that is eleven. Oh my eleven! Gosh, she's on You run to the kitchen.
1: You see an open bottle of alcohol, and uh, there are some kitchen rags. And you see the the candle from the table has been relit, so you have everything you need in this short amount of time. It'll probably be pretty makeshift, but it'll work. Um, so I think you can also, choose two have, options yeah. from below.
3: Yeah.
2: While you're looking at those, Lily, um, Blake, would I have been able to use my edge from Daredevil to have perhaps seen the attacker? See, you remember when I chose that edge? The discovery threat that. before it discovers me?
1: Yes. Could
2: I have this coming?
1: Yes, I think you do. As you hear something get on all fours, just around the corner of the back of the house, I think you quickly take a sidestep and peek around, and you see it now hunched over. This is not nearly the size you were expecting it to be. It's not larger than a bear. It's not even bigger than... You look at it closer... And you see Silas crouched down with some sort of mask over his head as he lunges at you now.
2: Like an attack? Like he's attacking? As
1: as, as in an attack? But you have seen this with Daredevil. I'm going to use my second edge and avoid the attack. Okay, yeah. You see as you see as he comes into a full sprint, there is something on his arms something attached to it, these long metal claws that run all the way up his elbow and extend past his hands. You see as they are larger than his hands himself and sharp as a blade. You see as he he peers up at you, now he lunges and you step out of the way and he runs straight past you into the dirt. And as he turns around and peers up, you see that this mask, he pulls it down over his face. It appears to be some sort of like wooden carved mask that is in the general pattern of some sort of predatory animal, uh, a wolf, something something of that sort, with like a snout, and you see that it is covered in blood. And in fact, you see that these razor-sharp claws on his hands are also covered in blood. What are you doing? Uh, Silas, what? Silas, what's going on? You should have died on that train. You should have died,
0: and none of this should have been your business.
2: Well, get out of your hair. I I never saw anything. I don't even remember how to get back here. Just, I will forget I ever saw
1: you.
0: Michael, was it?
1: Yes. Michael, this isn't personal. And he takes another lunge straight at you, his right arm extending towards your chest. I need you to roll to avoid harm for me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, oh, goodness.
2: Roll. Okay, I'm good at reflexes. Come on, give me some Lily luck right here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, I that's a that's a pretty hard fail right there.
1: Pretty hard fail. Okay. Wow. So, I'll tell you what. Either you can take all of this harm, or, or I think your gun goes flying out of your hands, and you endure part of it. Still part of it, but it'll be minus one harm, which is just going to be a subtraction from the endure injury roll.
2: Okay, we'll do um. Well. I'll let I'll yeah the gun
1: can go okay so yeah and I and I think this will like sort of knock you knock you down and throw the gun out of your hands so it's like standing your ground or trying to roll with it so yeah so he you kind of go with the blow and you see as this claw makes its way up your chest and across your shoulder and takes you down to the ground go ahead and roll endure injury for me What's the harm? The harm is three. Oh! Oh I'm my. sorry, the harm is two. The harm is two. You, oh you, you <laughs> I was your, like, your, that's
2: reduced.
1: Your, if if you let your your gun go, the harm is two.
2: So it's total of minus one here? Come on. That's not good. That is not good. Come on, Atticus. That's uh that's another bad fail.
1: Wow. Okay. You see, This claw, this like just razor-sharp steel digs itself into your shoulder and it punctures you and it snaps your collarbone as it comes out the other side and it takes part of the bone with it. So you take a critical wound where if you don't get that looked at soon, that's gonna probably be lethal as you are gushing blood out of, not like your neck, not like your jugular, but from the like edge of your neck and your shoulder and yeah. your gun goes rolling onto the ground next to you. Dot, you hear this scuffle outside. What are you doing?
3: Um, Is there any easier way to get around to the back of the house? Like, is there a back door? No, there's the only kitchen? a front door. Okay. Then I, I think I run out the front door yeah. and run around the back. of the Yeah. House.
1: You hear on the, on the left side of you, you hear this howl again, coming from a different place than the scuffle.
3: I think I'm going to head towards the scuffle first.
1: Okay. Yeah, you hear Atticus cry out, and you run around to the edge, and you see Silas standing over him. You see, from the back view, you see this mask that he has pulled down over his head. You see that it has a steel jaw that that is attached around his neck that is, is difficult to see from the front, but seems like it could clamp down over something and resemble a large animal's bite.
3: I think I like are they on top of each other?
1: Yeah, so you see that Silas is is pounced over Atticus right now as he rips his claw through Atticus's shoulder.
3: I think I I cock the shotgun and I I shout Silas
1: Okay, you Did see he's is, t- he, as, as he is like going back in and he's going to try to take a bite out of Atticus.
2: I'd like to make my move with my advantage, please.
1: Yeah, please do. Oh, please, God. Please, um, God. Please.
2: Yeah, I'm going to use my ace up the sleeve. Um, So I roll for that, which I'm getting a minus two too. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. That's a 10 total.
1: Okay, and this so- is for... This
2: is for ace up the sleeve. So I get two edges and I can spend them at any time during the scene. So I would like to do a sequence of events using both of my edges. So, okay. okay, So the edge says I can produce my concealed weapon unnoticed. I don't really care if it's noticed, you know? So do I have to use the weight? Do I have to use that edge right now?
1: Yeah, because I think that's like part of like the, is the producing gun. Is it, like, it. Okay. Yeah, it's producing it. Because to be fair, you are pinned down. So I will so, use both
2: my edges then to reveal that weapon and then realize he has a weakness to get plus 2 this next roll. I would then okay. like to like shoot him in that weakness. Okay. With my I well, I guess I should explain. I reveal from my right sleeve kind of like on a hinge is a small derringer pistol. Um, very small, like basically only effective at point blank. Yeah. So I'll kind of like flick s- my
1: wrist out and... Poof. You see that he is covered all over his arms and face in this combination of wood and metal, but you see as you pull it out from underneath him, you see that like his belly area, like on the side, is completely vulnerable with nothing but cloth.
2: So this is a pistol, so I can I can choose to... Um, like unload both rounds on it, like two bullets to increase its okay. harm. So I will okay. do that. Okay. So, but I have to en- do I do engage in combat in them Yeah. This? So
1: go ahead and roll roll an engage in combat at a plus two, but then a, a minus two. It's actually plus a plus four. four minus two. I think. Okay, because if you're yeah, act under pressure plus cool. Come on, dude. I need
2: I need this. Oh, two sixes again. I okay. mean, I don't really okay. need that plus two now, but you know. So that's yeah. gonna be harm three as well. oh
1: wow okay yeah harm three which what's your dominant hand right right so yeah so he he had clawed your left shoulder and with your right hand you reach up around the side and shoot this pistol twice one two into the side of him as it just pushes him offwards and he puts his hands to his his hip in the dirt and you see that he like slides down and you see that he's just gushing blood from, from his side. Dot, what are you doing here?
3: Um, I think so. They're, they're fairly separate now, right? Yes. Yeah. So is it possible for me to aim somewhere that's non-lethal, but incapacitating with, with the shotgun,
1: with the rifle, Yes. Uh you, you I can even like I need to lethal. ask
3: questions. Okay. So should I roll engage in combat?
1: So yes, go ahead and roll engage in combat. You,
3: yeah. That is uh, a ten, but with my concussion a nine.
1: Oh Okay. Well I'll tell you I'll tell you what happens here. You aim this rifle at him and you close your eyes as you probably never shot a person before and as you pull the trigger you hear a click the gun is unloaded god dang it Fuck.
3: a 10 wasn't good enough for you
1: it was a, it was a nine but also he gave you this rifle
3: that is true.
1: Okay. Yeah, you see, he's, he's crawling himself up from the the dirt right now. You see, he's he's, he's hurt. <laughs> he's he's bleeding all over this this wet earth here. You hear another howl coming from the other side of the house. Oh, good. Atticus, what are you doing?
2: Uh, I think I'm trying to fumble around because I just expended both bullets in this thing. Yeah, I'm gonna fumble around for the other pistol. Okay. Try and, yeah, uh, you,
1: you try and get that. You f- you fumble around and. I think you find it. I I will say, I think you find it just in, in the leaves that you crawl over to it and pick it up. And after Dot has fired this, you do you inspect it and see that this is also has no bullets in
2: it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, he took
1: the ammo out. Okay.
2: I'm going to yell out to Dot, throw me the rifle. I yep. throw
3: it to him. Okay.
2: 100%. I took the bullets out of the gun before. Out of the broken rifle.
1: That's true, yes. You do have r- rifle bullets.
2: I would like to load the <laughs> rifle with those bullets.
1: Okay, yeah. Go ahead and roll uh, with this sort of like check the pistol, grab the rifle, yeah, yeah, yeah. load it. Make me go ahead something. and roll Go ahead and roll act under
2: pressure here. Okay, so it's going to be just a total of plus zero. Thank you. Destroyed clavicle <laughs> and also... <laughs> yeah, you're like bag. trying to
1: catch this thing, but you're like gushing <laughs> like, blood out of your
2: shoulder. <laughs> I'm making really cool movements by the way to our listeners all right that's a seven
1: a seven okay so i'll say you do it but uh the i i I think you hesitate and as as dot throws the gun i think you go to catch it with this arm that has Mm. just been shredded open that makes sense. and i think it it Hits the arm and and falls onto the ground, and so you just you take another moment to pick it up, but you are able to get the bullets in it. But as you turn around, Silas is on all fours, pouncing at Dot. Oh good, Dot, what are you doing?
2: We should have just domed Silas right off the bat.
1: I should just <laughs> before he even knew this was happening.
2: Gave us the stew. I should have just ace up the sleeve, put a bullet in yeah, his but- brain.
1: Soup, here you go. Okay, and you can eat a bullet, Silas. <laughs>
2: and for dessert, a nine millimeter.
3: <laughs> okay, I think, is does what he, he's wearing look flammable?
1: It's cloth.
3: Like if I were to hypothetically only throw the candle, because.
1: Mm, no, um, probably not that flammable.
3: Thinking that there were matches inside. Okay, I think I, mm, I think I gotta light yeah, do and it. throw it. Toss it at him. I think I gotta light and throw it.
2: Light this
1: guy up. <laughs> light, light him up. Go ahead and. Uh, so we get killed by the other wolf. Yes. I. Hmm. I'm deciding if this is act under pressure or engage in combat. But I think I think it's still engaging combat.
3: My. Uh, adjustment for them is exactly the same, which is zero.
1: Okay. Oh, good. But then you have a plus one to it from your invention. Oh, I do. So plus one, but then minus one because you're injured. Oh, let's go.
3: Plus zero.
1: <laughs> so yes. plus zero again.
3: <laughs> That's a five.
1: A five. Wow.
3: I blow myself up, <laughs> and I have to roll th- a new character.
1: No, I think. I think what happens here is is as you're like fumbling for the candle and and trying to to light. Oh this wait, thing, I didn't.
3: I mean, I didn't add six technically, because <laughs> I didn't add my plus one. Yeah, oh, unfortunately, but,
1: that's right. the six is still a fail.
2: Maybe I help so, by you know like. Oh, maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll like by, call out, be like, "Hey, Silas, look at me, <laughs> distract him."
1: No, you right. re- reach down to like get the candle, and you are shaking at this point. As, as Silas is literally lunging at you. And as you go to light it, a wind comes through and just snuffs the candle at the exact <laughs> wrong moment.
3: But that does mean I still have the bomb to use for later. That's if true. You, I survived the situation. You look There's you look down
1: and no. you Street see just away. just hopeless as the candle is now snuffed, as you feel a force on your back as Silas lunges. Go ahead and roll avoid harm for me.
2: Do it. Completely avoid it. You're about to clutch up right now.
3: That's a six. Okay, uh-huh.
1: terrible. So, yeah, I think...
3: Yeah, but my avoid harm is plus two. Oh, wow.
1: That was your best chance. So, I think you are taking the full brunt of this attack as you are pinned down to the ground. Actually, since you're like turned away to grab the candle like belly down, and he takes a slash out of your back. Go ahead and endure injury for me.
3: Using different dice, they've these have failed me. That's why I have a set of seven.
1: So, oh, this, this harm is, this'll be two. This'll be two harm.
3: And I already get the minus one from my current existing harm?
1: Correct, so plus fortitude and then minus two from the harm, and then minus one for your.
3: So minus three, great.
1: So my, <laughs> you have a plus zero fortitude?
3: Yeah. I Wait, plus one, you mi- keep it t- Oh, you have a minus three.
1: Oh, no. Cool, so there's so no... So we're dying. So there's no way you can stand... Effect. So I got a four. <laughs> Yo! Four minus three Tickly or I four total? I got a seven. Okay, minus three. You
2: could choose to just be knocked out.
1: Yeah, so I, I, think, I think I'll think i let you choose here. I think he's either going to... Or you could choose to die.
2: All
3: right. Yeah, or, yeah die
1: is an option. I think, what do you... Th- do you... Does Dot take a bite to the neck here, or get knocked out just from the trauma of hitting the hitting the ground?
3: I mean, I'm going to selfishly say knocked out if I'm doing okay. the I option. Okay, I think you'll be
1: knocked out for the re- rest of the fight, though.
3: Uh, yeah, because I already have a concussion.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think as you hit the ground, your head hits the the bottle as you fall, and just the glass like dents into your head and Silas feels the body go not lifeless but go unconscious underneath him and he turns to you, Atticus. What are you doing?
2: Well I've got a minus two to anything, so I have a feeling you have reloaded. not go well. I have reloaded. You see that uh, he is
1: gushing blood out of his side.
2: You said the howl is on the other side of the house? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my best impression of a howl. <laughs> I'm going to do the hunting call that we heard earlier.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I think this will be influence other than.
2: All right. Well, at least I have a plus one of that. I have a plus zero to violence. So the better chance of influence other. Oh, God. What do I do? do? I just try and shoot it? What do we think? What do we think, Dot? Oh, I should just decide on my own. What, what would Atticus I'm do? I'm unconscious. Yeah,
1: you look over to Dot for, for oh, the yeah. answer and she is unconscious <laughs> on the ground.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh, no. This is influence other, so I am influ- influencing the wolf that may or may yes. not be there?
1: The the, the creature? A more, yeah, the creature.
2: All right, that we do it. It's creative and fun. <laughs> we do it at minus one, influence other. Oh, Jesus. I fail.
1: Okay. I think... So yeah, so the character gets plus one on their next roll against you and I make a move. So I think what the move is is you hear a loud cracking sound on the other side of the house and you hear it again, almost like wood splintering. You hear something climbing up the walls of the house and you see on top of the cabin two piercing eyes emerge from the dark and you think you get the sense of something almost, not spider-like, but some, some quadruped on top of the house with limbs that are as thick as like elephant's legs but also as long and widespread as though a bear had spider-like legs. You don't get a sense of its general shape but you hear as it skitters up the house and you see as its eyes have to be at least six feet above the roof, as it just glares down at you.
2: I play dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm here's my line of reasoning. I think it's going to go after the the most alive looking thing. Okay. You say it's ridiculous. Okay. I don't think it's ridiculous. I didn't
1: say it's ridiculous. I just audibly laughed. So because of how awesome it was. Because <laughs> of how because of how really cool and fun it was. So what the hell else am I gonna do? So I think this is another influence. Other, let's go. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, this is it. A...
2: Okay, Sorry. it's okay. I'm gonna roll better this time. Oh, that's an eight. That's,
1: that's an eight. That's, okay. that's
2: a partial success. It's at least not a failure.
1: Hey, well, Dot is helping you because she's blind dead too. No, I'm just. <laughs> uh...
3: I think that counts.
1: <laughs> it would be a nine anyway. The
2: there we go. One. I see an option. You know. She gives in for the moment, but will change her mind and regret it later. <laughs> that sounds like kind of what I'm thinking right now.
1: Okay. So you play dead. And I think as this thing crawls over the house, again, you don't get a read on it. You dropped in the ground. I've been uh, on and, the ground. Oh, you've been on the ground. Okay. Well, you were reloading your rifle and stuff. And then I was held. doing that on the ground. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't get <laughs> Remember, off my so, collarbones all busted. That's off. true. That's true. That is difficult to come up from. So then, yeah, I think this thing, you see as its eyes search around this, the edge of this house, they look at Silas. Silas looks up at this thing, and you see as it takes off in the other direction, it bounds off of the house on the other side.
2: It's not attacking him? No. Oh, good.
1: Silas looks over to you, and I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess you're playing dead. So I think he, I think he slowly comes over to you. Are you doing anything in the meantime?
2: He's coming over. I mean, okay.
1: He's sort of walking. He's, he's clutching the side of his, of his waist. Uh, yeah. So you, you pop up from the ground. And I just did,
2: I just point blank you, you, rifle blast this guy. I'm
1: yeah. Gonna do the, okay.
2: Like, boom. Like whatever. Unload both, both bullets again. Just add on. I'll say. If I can do that
1: not technically what this does but i think i think i'll give you a plus one on this just for just from acting off of the the playing dead so take a plus one to this uh, this would be engaging
2: okay so a minus one and a three harm this could be it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this could be the first and last time we see Atticus unknown last name <laughs> and you'll never find out Alright.
3: I mean if Atticus is dead, Dot is also dead, so this uh this half of the party.
2: I wouldn't worry about it. Alright, check it out I'm about a roll <laughs> like a legend. Boom. Oh! The plus one saved me. It's a seven.
1: A seven. Nice. Okay. So I'll tell you what. Okay, I think this is what happens. I think either you shoot him in a place that's not fatal. Or you shoot him directly in the mask, um, blowing up any chance of investigating it or looking at it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that sucks, but this is life or death. So, yeah, i I'd shoot okay. him in the face.
1: I think, yeah, as you were playing dead, you pop up from the ground, point this rifle at him. He looks completely unafraid as he thinks it's not loaded. And so as he pushes closer towards you, you hear a loud bang. You see light, and you see this wooden mask explode into pieces away from his face as he falls backwards and hits the ground, dead.